The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. Welcome back everyone, it's your custody queens, Sam and Kristen, we are so excited to be here today on Saturday and every Saturday with you at 8.30 on Go Country 105. Today is a very exciting episode for Kristen and I. I think I'm gonna be a little bit in the hot seat here for our Valentine's Day episode. Yes, we have waited all year for this. I, you know, we, I had so many ideas and our production team wanted to do so many things for this episode, but unfortunately because of COVID, we had to change it up a bit, but that doesn't mean that it's not just as exciting and a lot more spontaneous, which who knows what's gonna come out of my mouth. Uh, So I hope Sam, you are ready. All right. Before we get into uh, Valentine's Day and matchy matchy and Sam's love life, we have a new segment that we want to introduce to everyone, which is called Notes to My Younger Self. Sam, I'm going to let you start. All right, Kristen. So I think I could write myself, my younger self, a book. Um, but to kind of keep it in the theme of Valentine's Day, I would probably say to tell my younger self, like, you're not going to marry that guy. You know, when you're in junior high and you're or high school, you know, you're young, you like the, you know, football quarterback that doesn't know you exist. You know, nobody in high school, there's like the one couple that ends up actually legit getting married, but everyone else, it doesn't work out. Okay. So I guess my advice would be like, like a bunch of people and just go out there and, you know, try new things and break your heart, keep moving because it really isn't the end of the day or the end of the world. And I know that when my parents told me that, I was like, you guys, you don't understand. It is the end of the world. And now I look back and I kind of laugh at it, but I wish that I took that advice at that age. It's, you know, there are so many people in the world. There's so many fish in the sea and we can get so kind of obsessed with the idea of rejection or, or really wanting something to be perfect. Just kind of let it happen. Yeah, it's a funny statement. I look back at, you know, I wasn't someone who dated a lot. I was a very, very late bloomer in, you know, all aspects. And I only had a a few boyfriends, but man, when those few ended, it was like, you know, your world was crumbling down. I don't know how you would get out of bed and it just was pretty traumatic, but you know, young love, right? you know? If I, if I could tell my younger self something, it would stop trying to be an adult. I mean, geez. You got it good as a kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, my, my daughter says, it's funny, my three-year-old tells me, when I get bigger, I'll be driving this car. And I'm like, you're three, you know? like Right. But everybody always wants to be big, and then you get big, and... You spend the rest of your life wishing you were young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look back when I was 22, and I was in my senior year of college, and I went to college in Florida, and I had just finished my, you know, four years of playing college soccer. And I was so ready to get the heck out of there and start law school and just move on with my life. 
And I don't think that 22-year-old had any clue what she was getting herself into. And as I sit here today, you know, and at 40, I'm like, what I would give to go back to a month of being in a college dorm. Yeah. You know, like bills are, you know, for the most part handled and, you know, other than student loans, which aren't payable yet. And you don't, you don't get it yet. Yeah. It's kind of like which happy hour is, is doing something on Tuesday night. And how do I make sure that I pass my classes, but maybe sleep in once a week, you know, gosh, I would give anything for that right now, just for a month. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be really fun. All right, Kristen, I think we should transition into our favorite part of the show, Divorce Wars. This is where we listen to a fictional story and kind of give our commentary on the very real fact patterns and and real issues that come up in our day-to-day practice. All right, let's hear it. This is Divorce Wars. This was not my finest moment, but it felt justified at the time. My wife cheated on me during my frequent travels for work. She filed for divorce and she gets to keep the house. Months elapsed and I'm still rightfully pissed, but I have no recourse. Then I had an epiphany. I wonder if she changed the password to the Nest thermostat. She did not. For the next year, I will continue to mess with the thermostat. In the middle of summer while they're sleeping in my bed, I turn the heat on to 90 degrees at 3 a.m. Middle of winter, time to shut off the heat and hope the pipes freeze. Away on vacation, turn the air conditioning down to 55 and let it run 24-7 for a nice surprise bill when they get home. Wow, sounds like someone needs to hire a therapist right away because that's the first thing that I hear when I listen to that is you need to move on, sir. You need help. You you need some help. Your actions are within the uh, huge umbrella of abuse, uh, changing thermostats, controlling things that are not within your control, like a thermostat in a house that someone else has exclusive use of. Yeah, that's harassment, and, and you're disturbing the peace of another party. I also would like to say that in that fact pattern, it's noted that, you know, wife was confirmed the house there is likely more to that story but when you're in california and you're divorcing you are dividing up the community estate and so it's very likely that if wife was awarded the house she either had to buy out some portion of that and husband received that or there was some other asset that was affirmed to him so once the judgment is final and the house is actually awarded to wife it's not his house anymore it's her house and he needs to know that and if he continues to do things like that especially if they know it's him he's going to wind up with a restraining order Yeah, and depending on who was calling me in this case, uh, obviously my instructions would be different (laughs) and my advice would be different. But here's a little tip just for everybody listening is change your passwords, change your passcodes. Even upon, you can do so before divorce, your email. If you're communicating with an attorney, it's important to have a secured email. Even create a new one. If you think that you have a tech savvy ex-spouse who's up to no good, there's no harm in creating a brand new email that's not linked 
to the computer that you used to use so you don't have any kind of nefarious things going on. Yeah, and, and change your passwords too. And I mean, I'm someone who keeps the same password for everything and then it'll get hacked in a few ways. And then I forget it every single week and I end up resetting my password <laughs> yeah. to every account every time I'm trying to get in, including, you know, Fabletics and Just Fab and all of those accounts. But it's important to protect your accounts and your passwords. And how many times have you logged in, Sam? For instance, on my computer, everything is saved on auto login. So if, I mean, someone, it, you know, I, I actually have to change my passwords now that I'm having this conversation because when someone logs into your computer, they have access to emails and text messages that may be confidential, like those you're having with an attorney. But, you know, it, and, and to the other guy, hey, you gotta move on, dude. <laughs> you, you gotta move on. The end of a marriage is the evolution of the next phase. And Sam and I talk about that a lot. It's the next phase of your life. So hire a therapist, start learning about what you did wrong in that marriage so you don't make the same mistakes in your new relationship. And, you know, let your ex-wife move on and quit trying to freeze her out and heat her out because you know what? Karma's a real, you know what? Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And now I hope those two people that we just listened to live happily ever after, after divorce. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. I think it's time for us to transition into putting me into the hot seat uh, and talking about all things love and Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple questions to, to give myself some time uh, to kind of defer this. But um, Kristen, do you want to tell us how you met uh, your husband, Jeremy? <laughs> well, I, I met my husband uh, a long time ago. I, it was 2003, and I had just moved home from Florida. It, uh, and I met him at a piano bar restaurant called Sing Sing back in the day. It was at the Irvine Spectrum. It's no longer there. They were right next to Rock Bottom. And I actually went with a, a coworker that, you know, I still work with today, which is funny. You know, how many years later? 17 years later. And, um, you know, she I had just gotten out of a four-year relationship with someone that I had, a relationship I'd had in Florida for four years. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm, still acquaintances with that person but they lived in Florida and I was moving back home to go to law school and geographically just wasn't the right fit and uh, my friend had said is there anyone in this place that you find attractive and um, I, I pointed to my husband who's named Jeremy and said I'll marry him uh, yeah no that's not how that <laughs> happened I said he has a lot of tattoos I don't know that my parents will love that <laughs> um, and then Tammy actually ended up leaving my phone number and to be honest he like totally ghosted me um, and, you know, I, I think I was a little bit of, you know, the, I don't know, stalker's the right word, but, you know, I definitely was the one pursuing it at that time. And we went on a, a date or two, and then it was kind of funny because we actually didn't see each other for about a year or two years after that, and we randomly ran into each other at a restaurant about two years later and uh, started seriously dating. And How then, quickly things can change. Yeah, and, you know, I, 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 I laugh because the tables have definitely reversed, you know, fast forward. I think we've been together like 15 years now. So, but it definitely wasn't a love at first sight moment. Um, we got engaged in Hawaii, waited five years to have kids, and now we have three. Did you plan on having three kids? I did. I told him on our very first date that I wanted three kids. 
I come from a big family of four kids, and he was an only child. And he was done it too. He was done. And I can I, vouch for that. <laughs> I begged. Uh, and I, I told him that this was, you know, kind of something I wanted my entire life. And we said that we would, you know, give it a, a go. And, you know, two months later, I had little Hudson in my belly. So I think he's very happy now, but I think he got more than he bargained for. All right, Sam, if I could Here add, we go. If, I, <laughs> if I told you to give me your perfect man and three quality traits, what would they be? Wow. Um, well, I've never really been one for lists um, because I just I think that I, I like a wide range of people. And I think that that's pretty transparent in my dating history. But I would probably say that I'm I'm definitely more attracted to like the nerd or the dweeb. Um, <laughs> that's that's just honestly where my uh, little heart goes. Um, someone that is kind uh, probably the biggest turnoff to me is like a bully or someone that just thinks that they're better than other people. It's just not really who I am and probably a jokester because I, I like to, um, if you if you don't know me, uh, hopefully you're getting to know me, but I'm pretty sarcastic. Uh, no, not you. <laughs> and I have um, some dry humor, so I, I would say those three. I, I love those. I love those because I think those those qualities also come with age because to me, the best part about a relationship with someone that you're choosing to be committed to is to be able to laugh with, you know? The, the looks come and go through all phases of our life. And, you know, I always tell my husband, hey, there's nothing a little Botox can't fix. <laughs> you know, I keep trying to make him an appointment. And, you know, <laughs> I, I probably got another six months to work on that. But yeah, I mean, life is so full of challenges and periods of darkness that you have to be able to laugh. I agree. You know, that that's important. All right, Sam, are there any contenders for your heart these days? You know, Kristen, I don't like to um, kiss and tell, and you know that. Um, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm boyfriend shopping. Um, and so, you know, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it at that. So you didn't answer my question. Is there a contender? Well, there's always a roster, but there's no, there's no serious contenders right now. So, um, yeah, so any, give me a call. Yeah, so anybody <laughs> out there listening, you can reach Samantha McBride at 1-800-419-7772. Just leave me a note that you are looking to be added to the roster. Yeah, Kristen's my matchmaker, so. Yes, I uh, I have a lot of authority over her schedule, so I can just slip it on in there, you know? <laughs> Networking date, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom style. Oh, that's great. All right, Sam. We all know about Sam and Pam, and that's probably her first love. But, Sam, how old were you when you had your first crush? How My first crush? Um, I, I think I was in, yeah, like, junior high, sixth grade, seventh grade, junior high. Yeah, I would say that was about mine, too, even though uh, a crush considered of, will you go out with me? Yes, but... You know, you can't kiss me because my dad will get mad. Yeah, listen, my first my first boyfriend, and I use that in loose quotes. I really hope he's listening. He's probably not. Um, I was so scared. I knew he was going to ask me out. I was um, in band class. I fake played the clarinet for a couple of years because my mom bought me a clarinet, and I 
didn't want to really learn how to play it. I was kind of in over my head. So I was in band class. I was leaving band class and he kind of like chased me down and like asked me out. And I was like, yes. And then he was like, can I have a hug? And I was like, sure. But then I literally ran away and got on the bus, like just very shy. And then we like loose quotes again, dated for like a couple of weeks. And then I broke up with him because I said he was too shy. But really, I was just like very scared. I know. Isn't it funny looking back at, at that, just our younger selves? I always get a kick when I find like an old picture or something. Yeah, I, I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was, I, I think, almost 17. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I use that, you know, uh, boyfriend. I was, uh, I was a very late bloomer again. So, you know, I just, I think I was, I was, I, I look at what my parents did now to keep me so busy and to keep me out of trouble and really to keep me away from boys. They literally had me going from one activity to another. And, you know, I I think it was genius looking back. And once COVID opens up and sports are back in play, I will be practicing the same thing. Yeah, that's really, my parents had me in sports my whole life. And um, it keeps you straight because you're hanging out with people that also have other things to do. Um, Definitely. So Kristen, I have a, a question for you. Do you have any, like, uh, pre-Jeremy terrible date stories? You know, I really don't. I, I wasn't much of a dater. I, I was more of the relationship girl, and I was in three, you know, fairly long-term relationships, and uh, that was really it. I, I you know, I this whole Match.com and Tinder and Swipe Right and Swipe Left and, you know, all Bumble and I, I all these things I hear through from my clients, my friends, like everybody that I talked to, I never experienced any of that. Like it, I, this was the good old fashioned, send me a text, let's meet up and you know, either we like each other and we go on another date yeah. or no, thank you. I mean, I was like the day of the pager in high school. Yeah. And then, you know, I would get, I think my kind of my first boyfriend in high school would send me page text that, you know, said miss you in numbers <laughs> or I love you in numbers or something like that. And I mean, That's that awesome. was little, I didn't even have a cell phone in high school. That's awesome. I have a, I have a bad date story. I have a lot of bad date stories. Um, I have good date stories too, but, um, I'd probably say this isn't that recent. Um, but my friends are always trying to like hook me up with a person, which is, I mean, everyone's all, I think it's like people trying to solve pie. Like, why is Sam still single? Let's figure this out. So I love when my friends try to match me up with someone. So my good friends that are actually getting married, um, they matched me up with someone and he like asked me to breakfast. And I was like, okay, this is, sure. Um, And so we go to breakfast and I like, you know, order coffee and, you know, whatever, a waffle. And um, all of a sudden he's just starts telling me that he's just getting out of a marriage. And let me guess, hit you up for legal advice. Yeah. And so like pretty quickly into the day and very nice guy, but pretty quickly into the date, I was like, okay, I think we're gonna do mimosas. We are going to, um, I will have bottomless mimosas and I found the bottom of those mimosas. Um, Nice guy, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, maybe, you know. That's funny. And we get hit up for advice every weird and awkward moment. I mean, barbecues, grocery line, uh, I mean, anywhere, dropping off kids at school, it, you know, PTA meetings, you name it. It's it, we're getting to the point where people are starting to know us now, and it, it's like 
you know, they, they recognize our names or, you know, Sam, for me, I was checking in to a hotel a few months ago and they had recognized my name. And all I could think of is, oh my gosh, I look horrible. I have no makeup. You know, I, I had, was literally just driving for eight hours. And even that person had proceeded to ask me questions about their divorce while I right. was checking in. And while I'm always happy to help as many people as I can and have an assessment with you over the phone, it's a little awkward when I have 12 bags sitting behind me and my husband and three kids are kind of looking at me and um you know it's it's a little awkward sometimes yeah and I mean also remember that we want to have a very private conversation with you because we want to um, especially if you become our client we want to have an attorney client relationship and we want to protect that and sometimes giving you really good advice is um hard to hear at first uh, but what you need to know. And so a lot of times um, I think that Kristen and I are good for the soul, I guess, but um, we're hard on the ego. Yes, we are. And I sometimes my directness gets um, taken for being rude, for lack of better words, or for being mean. But it's just really that I'm a very direct person. I, I always have very intentional conversations and um, I appreciate that about you. And I am trying to work on it because my delivery is not the best always. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly know that, you know, I'm going to write that down in my journal for something to work on. But I wholeheartedly <laughs> know that. But I like direct people and I like to be talked to the way that I hope people talk to me. Good, bad and ugly. So, Sam, um, what's your plans for Valentine's Day since it's tomorrow? Well, Kristen, I, I don't have any Valentine's Day plans right now. Uh, normally I would do some sort of probably single get together, maybe go out, but you know, obviously the, the pandemic, we all have to be a lot more careful during these times. So um, I'll probably go on a long run, run out my feelings as I usually do. Um, get a and bag then, of Doritos and some cheesecake. Yeah, probably just stick my hand in those Doritos. But also, I love love, right? So I'm not one of those like grouches that is like so sad that everyone else is like in love and getting married. So I will probably happily sit on my couch, um, watch some like heartbreak movies, and then also go through uh, social media and see who's getting engaged because definitely and five babies. people you know have gotten engaged. And for me as a divorce attorney, and I'm sure Kristen as well, we see so much of it that when I see love and I see people getting together and you know forming these great unions, that makes me happy. Yeah, no, I, I don't look at Valentine's Day like, very cynical. I know some people, oh, it's just another Hallmark, you know, made up holiday. I look at it as a day that I get to just show, I, I know that I show my family love, or I try to most days, but I love, I get my kids, a you know, a gift bag and I fill it up with, you know, everything from a whoopee cushion to Legos to Barbies and LOLs. But I, I love getting little practical jokes and games and then, a new, you know, a new swimsuit for Riley because she's all into that and slippers. But I fill up a bag put some presents in there, put tissue paper, get a banner, put it across the fireplace. I get balloons and put them everywhere and I decorate the table and we are getting takeout. Uh, sushi and sashimi because my three-year-old and my six-year-old are obsessed with sashimi. I can't tell you how many times I order like an eight piece and then by the time I've set up my meal after everyone else, there's one piece left. So that sounds all so great. But when you were talking about kind of making gifts for your your kids, and Kristen's so good at that, by the way. She's like the mom that 
like sends to the school like everyone gets a valentine's day everyone has like a christmas gift like she's just so she's such a giver and a, a giving person and that's really a credit to you but you reminded me of another uh sam horror story when i was in uh junior high do you remember where um you could like give people uh like chocolate so you'd go and like pay a dollar and like then on valentine's day another student would p go pass it out yeah yeah so i the my uh, boyfriend of the week it's making me sound like I had a lot of boyfriends but I didn't I probably was dating him more than he was dating me but he had bought me a bunch of those and then like the, a week later we broke up and then like a month later they all got delivered like to the classroom <laughs> so I had these like did he ask for him back? no no he let me eat them I was like my bad you know it is what it is but so I had this like desk full of of candy <laughs> yeah I, I had i remember in high school i had a i had a boyfriend that got me one of those giant giant bears and you know i was so excited but i was like i have to walk around this thing with this thing all your parents must think you're so weird you know you're like 13 like with a bear in your giant bear yeah <laughs> I, I, it was kind of like you know those ones they sell at costco it's kind of funny my yeah. uh, my sister has one at her house and they're huge this thing's like 50 pounds, you know, six feet tall, and everybody, she's always trying to give it to me or give it to my daughter. And I'm like, I have no room for that thing, but my kids are obsessed with it whenever they go over there. They love this bear, but they sell them at Costco. They're huge. That's I great. should get one for my husband because that would really put him over the edge because he's like so <laughs> anal with my, you know, with. Get a bin. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if I got a bin and a giant bear, oh my gosh. That'd be it. Oh, Amazon boxes. Ooh, I'd really send them over the edge there. All right, Kristen. So I think it's time for us to go to another new segment that Kristen and I have for 2021. So uh, for all of you that have been listening for a while, thank you. And well, we've upgraded uh, and now we have an official CQ book. Yeah, and we're still going to share with you. It's just going to be in a different way. And I think that this will be exciting. It's going to change things up. And I'm going to let Kristen do the honor. Sam, how modern are you? Um... I'm not very modern at all. Um, I'm I'm someone that has a phone until it dies, has a car until I need a new one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty old school with everything. I'm not very techie. I'm not really into the new trends. You are way more techie than me. No, I'm I'm a really fast typer. <laughs> I am. Listen, I could anyone wants to challenge me. I can out type you. I can promise that. Yeah, I, I'm not very modern either. I think on a scale of one to 10, I'm about a seven, even though I, I try to convince myself I'm like a nine, but I'm not very modern either. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna grab a question. Have you ever given blood? I have many, many times. Uh, I've probably given blood probably about 10 times in my life. I'm also an organ donor too. I just know? downloaded that uh, blood drive app. Yeah, no, I, I, am, I am I am a firm believer of giving blood, and I think it's just something very easy that you can do to help, well, especially now, during a pandemic. They have uh, American Cross actually has a app that you can download, and it's great because it'll tell you um, like different facilities and different appointment times that you can go in and give blood, which I think is really important right now. Yeah, uh, as long as you can safely do it, and and obviously it's an essential thing. 
but yeah, I think it's great. It's just, it's a very easy task to, to help someone and to be kind. It, it doesn't require really anything at all. It makes you bring water and have a cookie. But other than that, there's a lot of places <laughs> they'll even come to you. So I, it, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in that. It's great that, that love day is tomorrow because I don't look at it as like, I need a date or I need to focus on my marriage. I look at it as a day to be happy and enjoy your family. Whether you're in a marriage that is struggling and needs a little TLC, whether you're in a marriage that is thriving and 2020 was the best year for you, or you are single with a roster, uh, <laughs> you know, or you're single and you're not, you're just focusing completely on yourself. And the thought of the opposite sex doesn't have a place in your life right now. Yeah. And I call it love day because you just, you, you got to feel love, whether that's for your spouse, your partner, your kids, your friend, you know, I, I will even call or text Samantha McBride on Love Day. I have a select few because my friends to me are, it's like a sisterhood and you know, they're- I hope you send me a candy gram. Oh my gosh, now you're gonna send me on a mission to find someone that can deliver a candy gram. You know, maybe, maybe someone on DoorDash or Instacart can, can make that happen for me. But yeah, just, you know, reach out to loved ones. It's Love Day, people. Yeah, and we let love rule here, huh, Kristen? <laughs> we do, we do. Let it let it rule. All right. I think that that wraps up today's episode. Unfortunately, it was such a good one. I wish it was Valentine's Day every month, but it's not. Um, make sure you check out Kristen and I's social media. My Instagram handle is at Samantha McBride. Kristen's is at Custody Queen Kristen. Please also, if you want to, Kristen was saying this earlier, look at our old episodes. Uh, you can view every single episode that Kristen and I have done to date on custodyqueensonair.com. And make sure you follow Custody Queens and Custody Queens on Air social media because we are doing giveaways. We have a giveaway for the month of February, specifically for Love Day. We are giving away a Sephora gift card as well as a dinner for two. So stay tuned for the rules. They should be being posted if they haven't already, but enter and follow Sam and I. And we have a lot of giveaways coming up throughout the next months. You can also call us at 1-800-419-7772. And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us, we're the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.